The champ is here. We will definitely not shut up and dribble. The champ is here. I must be the greatest. The champ is here. I'm going to continue to stand with the people. The champ is here. I will, I will not, not lose. lose. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you are here with we. My name is EJ, and I got my man. MH. Yeah, he's a DB of the show. We are black in sports, so we're giving a voice to the culture that won't shut up and dribble. All right? We're interviewing the best professionals in the game and in the boardroom, covering it all, laughing at it all, while providing a platform to be heard. So, you know what we do about this time? We want to welcome our guests to the show. Today, we are going to go on a journey with our guests answer the question of how can he become great as seen in his video series the process we have pro soccer player our hometown vegas lights football club defender jordan morale clap it up what's going on let's going go on? let's go man hey man happy to have you here so how we start the show we have a shoot your shot question okay so this is where we ask you a time that you went for it all you took a chance and and you came up big or you took a big L. <laughs> so give us a shoot your shot moment. Uh, you know, I feel like all the time you got to go big. Oh, okay. Give me a specific something. Um, let's just say something small today. I bet my girlfriend, I said, hey, I'm going to make this in the trash can. I'm going to give you 20 bucks. Okay. <laughs> so me thinking I'm going to make it, she's going to give me 20 bucks. I missed that day. I just, <laughs> no. so, you, so I was just thinking, she was like, why you want to bet money? And I was like, why not? Because you got that. Right. That, just go for it. Let's go for it, yeah, attitude. That's me. And you came out 20 bucks lighter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to win that back somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Think of something, right? So where'd your uh, love for sports start, Jordan? Oh, way back um, in the streets of England, playing in London, England. Um, I was born there, raised there, and football's been my love since I, before I could walk. The streets of England. Wow. The streets of England. That's a, I've never heard that com that combination. I haven't either. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> yeah. So it started way back then. Yeah. Is it because of that area? No, I feel like football's everywhere in England. It's just where we were. Okay. We always played in the streets. Like gotcha. that's, just, that's all we ever knew. Okay. I used to get in trouble every day <laughs> for playing outside in the street because my mom was at home uh-huh but i would go outside and play anyway there you, you go know? yeah so again risking it all right there <laughs> did, uh you, you got uh brothers and sisters right yeah, i have a older brother and two younger sisters did they did they play too or uh they've all played at some point okay some later than others okay. my sisters they're twins okay. one just started playing last year oh wow okay yeah. what age she is 24 oh wow okay not young she, she just started playing. She didn't want to pick it up. Uh... No, she didn't want to play. But, but so now she wants to play. Now she wants to play. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Time understand. we get into it. Right. Well, the parents played, right? Or, or your the so father? My dad Did, played. Okay. And then uh, cousins that played, uncles that played, um, idols. They're my idols. Yeah. So. so she just picked it up a little late then. I don't know what she was doing, <laughs> but she was like, let me just try this soccer thing. And I was like, all right, cool. And she said she loved it. She about to do it again. Okay. Yeah. So was there any other sports or has it always been? Oh, we played a lot. So my, okay. my mom's brother, my uncle, he played professional basketball, played for Great Britain, played oh, okay. for England, played okay. professionally for years. Um, so I loved basketball. Okay. I'm one of the shortest in my family, if you didn't know. Like my sister, her twin, the one we were speaking about, she's 6'1". Okay. My brother, he's 6'5". Oh, my wow. dad is 6'2". 
and somehow I'm five eleven. Oh. I don't know how in the world, but you got I, I, I saw that you, you you gave an inch because on you know on the roster it's it five ten. Yeah. you know, but you gotta <laughs> gotta, you gotta risk it all. <laughs> I'm standing a little taller right. today. I got the ultra boost on today. <laughs> That's what's up. Yeah. So started in England. So when did you get to Canada? Or how, I guess. Ooh, that's a that's a good question. Right? Um, honestly, I feel like my mom went to England and, uh, sorry, she went to Canada. She came back and she just came back and asked me, hey, George, what do you think about moving to Canada? Wow. I'm 11, 12 years old. You know, I'm probably outside. I said, yeah, yes, sure. sure. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> and then two weeks later, she said, pack your bags. We're leaving. Wow. Yeah, just like that. Strong woman. So how, very strong. <laughs> yeah. How was that a uh, transition for you just making friends, just a different way of life and all that kind of stuff? Oh man, it was tough. Yeah. So first we moved to Montreal. Okay. My uh stepdad, my dad, he's from born and raised in Canada. Oh, okay. So but he lived in England, so when they went to Canada, my mom was like this is amazing. Oh, really? So we moved. She said, two weeks. We packed up. I didn't know. I packed my toy. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and my ball. ball. Yeah, and my ball. And I'm ready to go. And um, we get to Montreal in, no- in November. We're there for two days. We turn around. We go back home. It's too cold. Say? <laughs> too cold. <laughs> we didn't have jackets for it. So we, we, it was too cold. And she said, bounce. She said, we have to go back because we can't. I can't afford to buy these three hundred, four hundred dollar jackets and for it's too damn kids. Cold. Yeah, yeah, it's too cold. So we went back, uh huh, and we moved back. We moved to Toronto in April, mm-hmm. so just after the cold, but it was still cold. Right. We had to deal with it, <laughs> and that was it. We just that was it. <laughs> that's hilarious. So in Toronto, right? So that's where you you got picked up with the club. So help me understand the schooling system right there, right? Because like I was reading up on it, and it's almost is it a preparatory school or like was it an academy or like just um yeah that's a good question so school i didn't know any different right okay. so i went to we got there in middle school and they gave us these ap classes and testers to see where we'd land at all right right to see where what grade i'd be in so it turned out the english curriculum is so far ahead of the north american curriculum i would have been able to skip three grades damn from what I knew, but I didn't think I knew much. Okay. Because I'm, I'm just a, at school at the time, I was an average student. So right. I didn't, I wasn't getting A's, but when they tested me. Average like, in English. You're right. <laughs> and when they tested me, they're like, oh, you are smart. Like you can move up to your grade. But I'm like, I'm not going to hang out with these 15 year olds. I'm 11. <laughs> I'm not going to do it. So I essentially, we, I just stayed with uh, kids in my grade. Okay. More age range and just met a lot of friends that way. Um, I played outside by myself. There was no, no one played soccer outside. I didn't know any different. You didn't pick up like uh, hockey or you, you? I didn't know how to skate. I didn't, uh, I didn't necessarily know what hockey was at the time. Okay. Okay. And then um, I tried it all though. I tried basketball, trampolining. Um, <laughs> I tried hockey later on when I had friends. Did yeah. you try curling? <laughs> no, but my sister did. Oh, you did? Yeah, <laughs> yes, she did. That's why she was late to the That's party. <laughs> Scrubbing yeah. Scrub brushes, yeah. yeah, she she did curling for a little bit. Oh shit! Yeah. So um, that was kind of school. 
why was there not any um, structured athletic programs? Yeah, at school it was more like gym class. Oh, so there wasn't any. But then I didn't know either because I just got there. Just, I'm the English up. kid, right? right. I just I'm the I'm the kid that has the fun that talks funny and um, knows <laughs> more than the kids, right? English, right. <laughs> so then um, accelerated English, right? And then actually for a long period of time they just taught me French because I was so far behind in French I didn't even know words. Oh. Didn't even know right. merci, thank you. Don't ask me about my French now. Yeah. I don't know uh, much uh, about uh, it either. <laughs> what you got on it? You got yeah. something for him? No, I don't got. <laughs> I don't have anything, man. We. Oui. Yeah, right. I'm. I'm under proficient at the English language. <laughs> Let alone another one. Let right? alone another one. So no, I'm good. So then, um, really fast forward. How did you get to Syracuse? If it was just really, or did you eventually find like a elite, um, excuse me, academy or a team? Like, how did you go from, you know playing in the streets of England to almost curling <laughs> right. to get into uh, to college. Yeah, so uh, met more friends, ended up finding different soccer clubs and things there in, in Canada. In Canada. Mm-hmm. So then I just played and played and played. I loved it. I played all the positions in Canada. I played striker, center back, goalie, uh, everything possible because I just, at the time, I was – good at all these things i didn't know what to specialize in okay but in england i was a defender i was a left back always okay but then canada came around and they were like oh you can go score goals okay we're winning go back and play defense <laughs> okay we're getting killed in the midfield go play midfield oh. and so i did all that okay and then i started doing really well high school came around i was still playing in those leagues and i hated indoor i hated it because it was small it was okay. in a gym uh, it's not in england you don't play indoors sure. it's just outside all year round it, you man. wear some gloves you wear some hat you wear a hat because it's what two degrees three degrees celsius yeah. so like celsius 34 yeah, yeah. 35 right 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 and then i hated indoor and one winter i was like mom i don't think i'm gonna play indoor uh-huh she goes okay ponder on it and i was just maybe i was over it and then I get a call, and it was uh, the academy director of Toronto FC Academy. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so he called me. He goes, hey, um, is this Jordan? I'm like, yeah, this is Jordan. He goes, hey, I'm the uh, sporting director, academy manager. Would you like to come down and try out for our team? And I was like, yeah, sure, but. Y'all play outside, right? <laughs> I was like, that was one of my questions. You guys play full field? Yeah, he goes, yeah. Full field, okay. I said, is it all year round full field? He said, yes. I said, all right, where do I need to go? What time? <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was really it. So did you there. Did you start off at U16 or? Yeah, so I went, I think I was 14 or 15, and I was training with the two years up. So they only had juniors and then seniors. So the seniors were under 18. Okay. Juniors were under 16. I was like 14 turning 15. Wow. And I had no clue what. So I had to, my best friend at the time, he was down there. And I was like, hey, what's going on? Like, how you get down here? Why is your training better than mine? Mm-hmm. Why are you playing full field and I'm not? <laughs> that was more of my answer. Right. And then one day I had to come out of school because training was at 2 o'clock. We came out of school at like 12. And he's like, all right, be ready for the trip downtown. I'm like, all right, cool. And I've been downtown many times. Mm-hmm. But we took the bus. We took another bus. We took the train. We took a streetcar. And then we walked. <laughs> Wow. So two and a half hours later, I was down at this place 
And it was this big stadium, said BMO Field. Never been down there before in my life. And okay. I was like, wow. this is where I want to play. This is it. Oh, dang. This is where I want to play. Instantly. Like that. I was tired from the travel, right. <laughs> but I saw it and I said, yes, this is where I want to play. So you had a pretty good, pretty quick rise, I guess, to being a captain on that team. Yeah. How did that work? It was just, you was that guy or is it uh, just a, Was it just that advance, like right. from your reading? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think it was um, just over time. I had been with the, as I said, I was two years younger at the time. Mm-hmm. So I was training with the U16s when I was 14, 15. They're turning 17. Okay. 16, 17. So they're turning, going to the U18s. At the time, they only had two teams. Mm. So he was bringing me in for the next wave. Uh, gotcha. So I was okay. already training with the older kids. Uh, he's already there. Yeah. And I was there. So I was there for seven months, and then the new kids were just coming in. Okay. okay. So I was there for long. I was longer at the club, serving a long time at the club. Mm-hmm. And that's, I guess that's how it worked. And then, okay. Yeah. Nice. So how did Syracuse come up? That How, how did that's a good story too <laughs> so Syracuse came up uh I was about 16 17 and we went to different tournaments just Dallas Cup we played against AC Milan we played against Tigris we played against all these academies Manchester City oh, wow. and it was incredible wow. it was an incredible experience and so we just kept going and playing these games we won our league which was fantastic okay. and then when I was 17 18 I was just getting this call from Syracuse, from Syracuse, from different schools. And at the time, I was like, all right, Mom, I'm close to signing pro. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, that's great. But what about school? And I was like, yeah, I'm done with school. school <laughs> like, what like, about school? Yeah, like I go to school <laughs> from Bro, 8 to 12. Right. I'm good. I'm, I'm three levels up on English. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'm, like, uh, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> yeah. So while I was at TFC, um, Schooling for me was from 8.30 to 12.30 so I could make it down for practice at 2.30. Okay. So well, they adjusted it for you? They adjusted it for me. Damn. So my school was really helpful with that, which I... I you know that boy good. Oh, good. <laughs> so they did a really good job with that. Mm-hmm. And then, um, so I lost my train of thought. How you got to Syracuse. How I got Syracuse. And then we're doing well, won the league, and said, Mom, I'm going to turn pro. They're going to offer me a contract in, I'm saying, one month, two months. So they just signed their first Academy product. I'm next. I know it. I'm mm-hmm. feeling it. Mm-hmm. And she goes, "Nah, I don't think that's right for you. I think you should go to school. You got, you're getting a full ride at Syracuse. Bear in mind, I don't know where Syracuse is. I, I don't know what it ask, looks right? like. <laughs> and um, so we, we fought. We fought for months. Really battling months, out. Months. And we, I spoke to my uncles who uh-huh. play pro. Who oh, yeah. In the game. I spoke to my cousin, my dad, uh, my coaches. And pretty much everyone was like, go to school. And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Don't want to do it. I want to play pro. All I ever wanted to do right? was play pro. Okay. Man, that's, 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 that's really a, it's really deep because we always had this conversation, obviously, with the NCAA. And then in basketball, there's a lot of just one and done, and they go, and, you know, education is kind of – so I guess just talk about your – what that NCAA, what the college experience was like for you and – how important was it? And before you go into it, I mean, you like double stamp. Like, there's been an interview where you said, if an athlete ever asked you, you are a proponent for them to go to school. Like, 100%. You double so, down on so, that. So am I, by the way. But. Uh-huh. 100%. Yeah. Thank you. Well, my let man, me hear yours. Man. I want to hear yours. I just think there's, there's life experiences that you don't get, that you get in college that you probably won't experience in other situations. Mm-hmm. I think a free education. It's not just something to just sneeze off on. Like, it's 
legit free education. Uh, I think you can make connections with alumni, just learning how to, I don't know, be a young man in those years while getting a free education where it's going to help you when you are into the real world. I just think there's so many benefits, but this is not about me. This is about you, George. So <laughs> I want to hear what you thought. So exactly along those lines, I, I went to school, and I speak about it to this day. Best time of my life. I will never get those four years back. I would yeah. never be able to do those things in those four years that I can do now. You know what I mean? And the things I learned now, not in the classroom, just outside the classroom, what you have to do each day, you become a man at school. Yeah. You really know how to take care of your business at school. You have to prioritize your time. You have to manage your money. You have to eat right. You have to go to bed, wake up, do your workout. You get into a regiment. You learn how you grow up at school. Y'all hear that, kids? Preach on it. Preach on it. We're the offering. <laughs> right. The offering right, the now. You right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear, though, because you don't, you don't hear that. And, you know, I agree with you that the, the lessons that I learned are definitely outside of the classroom just as much as, you know, what you do learn in the classroom. Right. So economics is what you learn yeah, in the classroom. Right. Yeah, that's, it is. That's serious. That's not communication degree. No, hey, it's that's not. The, and then your your English, you know, said you just threw that out the window, you <laughs> <Right>. know, <laughs> three yeah. grades up. Yeah. So so where did economics come in and why that major? You know what's funny is that it just kind of fell in my lap. All right. So um, I was just taking classes at school. Hey, mm -hmm. what do I need to take? What do I need to graduate? Right. I'm going to go play pro. <laughs> what is it? Okay. What do I need to take? Yeah. This is my freshman year. So I was like, hey, what do I need to take? I need to do these classes. I did well, you know, just just got through class trained practice and then second year just same thing third year i was like all right what do i really need to do what do i like and it just kept coming down to economics being a global business degree I like that. economics can you can be into investing you can be into different types of business business communication whatever it is mm -hmm. i thought economics was the best vehicle to do that okay and so that has helped me to this day I like it. That's, that's, that's big time. That is big time. So you guys won a uh, ACC championship. Not when I was there. The year after. The year after. The year after. The year after. My bad. But you still, but you still holding uh, some all-time records over there, though. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to. Yeah. Holding those assists and things like that. All right, man. Well, before we move on, man, you want to hit them with them, with them, with them quick hits on the pitch? Yeah, I got, I got. We can call these like you know penalty kicks. Just quick five. All right. We had I saw a rather controversial tweet that you had the other day, man. All right. About uh, you said uh, Drake is a top two rapper, and, and he's, he's not, not two. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can agree to yeah. disagree on that. I mean, I respect where you're coming from. But I mean, he's repping not... the six, though. I mean, uh, yeah. T dot. Okay. You got to give him that. Represent your hood. Would you rather be a <laughs> Would you rather be a uh, a star athlete, a star on an elite team? Or average, or star on a bad team, or average player on an elite team. Average player on an elite team. You won the uh, coaches award, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Team player, right there. Team player. Yeah. Would you rather have a shoe named after you, or a song by Drake named after you? Shoe. Okay. I like okay. it. Okay. Give me your top five artists while we on this Drake. Top five, dead or alive. Boom, go. Top five, Drake, Eminem. Wayne, Biggie, J. Cole. I am not mad at that. 
I'm not mad at that. Eminem's close, close to being number one. Very close. Yeah, he got the Intercontinental Championship. Right. I'll I, give uh, I, Right, like, you got to give him that. Okay, I can give it that. All right, what's that, what's that you got? First time you've been starstruck, or have you ever been starstruck? I met David Beckham when I was, like, nine. Mm. Oh, How was good. that? Tell me about that experience. Well, he was on the pitch. I was the ball boy. Okay. Oh, and nice. he was right there. I threw him the ball. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dope. All right, so it's called what? Ten bits or poutine? Uh, wh- which one? Pick one. Ten bits. Ten bits. Yeah. Okay. Do you even know what that is? I don't. So <laughs> So Tim Tim Hortons. Yeah. It's like what? It's better than Star. It's better it's the, than Starbucks. I know so. Tim Hortons. Yeah. Yeah. I got that. And then I always call it Pootie Tang. But <laughs> Pootie Tang. What? <laughs> On the Tippy Tang. Sarate. What? Describe what it is. Poutine. Pootie Tang. Poutine. It's fries with cheese curds and gravy. Oh, you know, that's where the enunciation of us from America is all Again, ma- messed up. Proficient yes. in English. And- <laughs> <laughs> with clear enunciation. I love it. Pootie tang. Pootie tang. All right, man. So I want to jump kind of really into your career now. So just in the game. Um, you're here with the lights. Yeah. Tell me about that experience. And it was kind of cut short. Yeah. Um, so far, being here has been fantastic. I love to hear that. It's This is one of the best places I've ever lived. Wow. Wow. Remember I asked you before, I said, why do you love Vegas? You yeah. said it's close to everything. Yes. People want to visit you. Yes. And you enjoy the weather. A hundred. One, two, three. Top three for me. Right <laughs> really? there. Yep. You named them up. Oh, that's what's up. And that's before you even really get into the experience yep. of what you guys have, the atmosphere. Exactly. Now, have you? did you play here before you came here? Yeah. I what team were you on when you played here? Reno. Reno, Reno. That's what, Okay, just making sure. Yeah. So you know there's a little bit of a rivalry about that, right? I definitely know that. Okay. How do you feel about the rivalry being on the other end now? We just need to do our business, get some wins. <laughs> I know that. I know that for sure. There it is. Describe the atmosphere, man, because I haven't been to a game yet. I'm, I'm looking forward to going. I got you. Don't worry. There it My is. My man. Yeah. There it is. So describe so, the atmosphere for me. So when we came down here with Reno, mm-hmm. I remember Pac Stadium, I think it was a sold-out crowd, first game, 2018, and we're walking out. Our team's walking out, and then they stay behind, and we're like, okay, what are they doing? Mm-hmm. So they came out like basketball players, and I was like, wow, <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this before. Right. And then um, – at halftime, I remember coming out and there was all these like confetti and sp- and uh, silly string or whatever it is on the field. I'm like, what are they doing at halftime? <laughs> and then I realized they put on a show here. Production. Yeah. It, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. Nowhere else in the world puts on a show for their for their fans. Okay. Nowhere else. You won't catch a water balloon fight at Allianz Arena in in Germany, but you'll see that down here. Yeah. You know, you won't see. Um, cash drop, <laughs> right? A cash drop from a helicopter <laughs> where the fans are scrambling to win some money. I should be out there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, coach, I gotta go to the bathroom real I'll quick. Back. <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah. No, and it's like really great fan support. You know, it'll definitely have a tribe out there. And then, I mean, we have a <laughs> in-game MC. So we've had Bojo. Yeah. So have you met Bojo? Have you had a chance to meet? Yeah. Oh, so it's great a, things. So, what have they told you about the season? Are are they still talking it out? Is it is it 
a possibility? What's going on with that? They're still talking about talking it out. Everything's a possibility. Okay. Nobody knows what's, what's going to happen. Happens. Even in today's economy. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Nobody knows if coronavirus is going to be cured, if it's going to get worse, God forbid. You know? So everybody's kind of on edge. They're waiting to see what's going to happen. Right. So as a pro athlete, how do you stay kind of mentally sharp during this this kind of time right now setting habits you have to i wake up early i wake up early i usually get some work done in the morning i read or something and uh wait for the missus to wake up and we do a workout (laughs) okay or i go to the field and train um come back and i gotta take care of my body i gotta you know do a little nice little foam roll or do another gym session eat well and then it's back to working on business ventures, reading books, educating myself. Uh, I read something the other day. If you don't come out of this coronavirus pandemic with a new skill or learn something new, then you wasted your time. (laughs) Yeah, I heard T-Max say that, and I felt real guilty. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm like number 21 in the world in Madden right now. There you go. That's a new skill. (laughs) There you go. There's levels to this (laughs) shit. So uh, number four, is there a, a reason behind the number? Or yeah, the four kids, me, my sister. Oh, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. Even though four. one was late getting into the game, we still don't give. Yeah, that's four. <laughs> but that's dope. Yeah, I like that. That was my college number, so I always, I always, a fellow, fellow fours. Yeah. I don't have no, you know, background story behind it. It was just yes. the only single digit left. Fair so. enough. <laughs> hey, it's a good one. It's a right. good one. <laughs> so we'll rock with that then. <laughs> All right. So you touched on it a little bit, but as your career developed. You're a defender. Yeah. How did that stick? Was there a reason that position stuck? Do you like that? But just kind of get into the mindset of defender and, and you know, definitely give us that layman's term because I'm not fully on there. But, right. but but how did that come about? I think one day it was just like I was just th- thinking at myself, uh, what can I do to be better? Honestly, that's in. it. Like, what uh-huh. can I do to make this jump from the academy to the first team? What can I do to be a professional footballer? And I sought out being a defender. I've always been a defender. Wow, okay. But during the time when I came to Canada, that was when I was trying different positions. Don't get me wrong. I'm good at scoring goals. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I can play <laughs> midfield. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy defending. That's what I learned growing up. Yeah. All right. So, so how does the versatility to your game help you out as a defender? I play left back. I get to get forward, get assists. Okay. You know, you get to run up. And okay. you come back. You know, okay. you do a bit of your defending, and then you get forward, you enjoy the game. You're in the midfield also when you play left back. Okay. So you have all three elements of the game okay. playing left back. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh. you, you're able to defend that wide, come up to the midfield, play in the midfield, go forward, get an assist, score a goal. It's all possible at left back. Yeah, you ever get, get tired? It's a, The game is such a um, constant motion. Yeah. You know, different from football where obviously you get to stop and prepare for the next play. Basketball, you might have some kind of stops in the game. Soccer is just like an ever flow. So, A, how do you make those adjustments on the fly? And then do you ever kind of get just kind of winded on the on the fly? Adjustments happen all the time. There's, okay. there's no game I like. So, it just depends on how the how our team is doing, how the other team is playing. Okay. Um, do we get tired? Yeah, we get tired. I, this is, yeah, yeah I, we do. I, I've never seen, I've never seen a soccer player tired. Just from my experience, right? 
But what you see as tired might not be what we see. Exactly. As tired. That's what. Okay. That's what I'm saying. We know how to loaf, right? Like, I mean, you talk. Oh man, that, that, it's going this way. <laughs> <laughs> like as a DN, if the ball's going away, I'm like, hey, I'm just waiting for the reverse. No, 100. <laughs> percent And I don't have to run, run hard, no, and then I, get a pursuit angle later. <laughs> but you do. Yeah, we get tired sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> not so, a lot. Usually, <laughs> right? When you when you start to get tired, you have to stay mentally sharp. You have to be even sharper. Usually yeah. they say once you get tired, you know your technique goes. Okay. First thing that should never go it should be your technique, technique, right? Right. So you understand. Coaches usually say get back and rest, or mm-hmm. do your job and then rest. So we run all the time, but it's if we're sprinting all the time, that means you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Honestly. Okay. okay. So if I'm playing left back and I get forward, I put in a cross, and the ball's out of bounds, mm-hmm. I will run back and then rest at that time i got you i won't rest up there because i'll be out of position and i get yanked off <laughs> so makes sense yeah so is there there's a lot of ways we're gonna get into this so my first question is is there something that you can do or is there like soccer etiquette that like gets you punched in the mouth is there like something that people do you know what i mean like i <laughs> oh, don't do that because now i gotta get you uh yeah i mean <laughs> the game is so versatile okay you know doesn't matter where it happens what happens uh-huh. it depends on tempers it depends on the mood of the game just a lot of things to happen so it could be me and you battling back and forth all game all game and then i'm tired after two you're minutes, tired but... right right whatever <laughs> and i put in a hard tackle and you're pissed uh-huh. and i'll say all right get up let's go some more and then i keep giving it to you uh-huh. if you're having a bad day and i'm having a really good day that might set you off right so give me this too. <laughs> Why does it look like WWE out there with the files, man? <laughs> so we were watching just you name it game, and a dude will get hit, and I mean he looked like he's dead mm. on the field, and it's like so dramatic, and he pops back off and walks it off. That rest? <laughs> that's a good question. Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, it is. There's that's rest. A, okay, that's one. And there's also buying the foul. Buying it? Yeah, so at times in the game, maybe you don't get hit as bad, but you do get hit and you want to sell it, you buy that foul. Nice. You have to sell it. You have to sell it. I mean. <laughs> that's like saying now. It's like here. <laughs> then right. It's like. But that's like James like Harden. Like flopping. It's like flopping in basketball. It is like that. It's exactly right, like James like, Harden. You know, he sells it really well. <laughs> And he gets the fouls and the three and one. <laughs> he does a good job, you know. That's why his point is he's getting 50 a, a game. Point, point taken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, DJ, ready for the, the next, uh, the training aspect that you go into. I, I see you have a brand that you're promoting about, about, about your training. Mm-hmm. How do you get into that? How, what's the training look like for you, the methods and things of that nature? So, tra- training kids is my way of giving back right you know i enjoy having to train kids i didn't have that training growing up and i want to be able to give that back i want to, when i go see these kids that i train when i see them play i see improvements every time okay you know they're more comfortable on the ball they know how their body moves that's that's so important like I see a lot of kids that don't understand where their feet are going, but their head is going this way. True. And 
it's just understanding how to grow and how to feel the ball, how to touch the ball, how to run and dribble and pass all at the same time. Mm-hmm. And it, it's fantastic. I love it. So just so we can get back, kind of stay in the game, those stuff. So with the, the kids, do you see a growth in the game? And, and what are the things that you think would help grow the, 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 you know, the current game? The growth of the game is exponential. Really? Yeah. It okay. is so different in comparison to 20 years ago, 10 years ago. People are faster. People are stronger. People are bigger. They're becoming more technically aware. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're seeing things that people don't see while they're watching from above. They're seeing them on the field. Right. So every year there are different players coming out of it. There are super fast players, technical players. There's Cristiano Ronaldo. There's Lionel Messi that are battling against each other for being the best in the world. Right. But if they were born 10 years apart, they would be best in the world for 10 years, that their lifespan. Yeah. But now they're battling it together. Right. Everyone's trying to compare them, but they're both incredible. How's the game different as far as just the brand element that goes into, like, just building yourself, your brand? How's that different now than it was when you were coming up through the ranks? I see it a lot more now, you know, social media. Do you think it's positive? Do you think it's negative? Do, De- definitely positive. Okay. Definitely yeah, I positive. The, I definitely agree with that. The game is growing. Uh, I could guarantee you 10 years ago in the U.S., half the, maybe half the amount of kids are playing. But a lot of kids are playing in the U.S. I'm pretty sure that it's the most played kids sports in the U.S. Pretty I, sure. I, I, I'm with you on that. And, and then even with that, just how the U.S. system is, I know you said the academies and obviously in, in Europe and in Canada, do you think that's something that can apply to the U.S., or is that just kind of different here? No, the, they have academies here. Okay. Yeah, they have a lot. Every MLS team has to have an academy. Okay. And then there are also different academies that play in the in the region. So, so let's say Florida has uh, Orlando, and let's say Orlando has their academy, but Jacksonville has an academy. I bet you Miami has an academy. Mm-hmm. All these places have academies that play each other. So the platform for them to play on is huge. So when they do a great job, they go to these tournaments, they get seen, and that's how they get to school. Okay. Dope. All right, so <clears throat> on in the U.S., it seems like, and of course I'm a novice, but it just seems like the U.S. women's team has a bigger brand than the men's. Why is that, and why did, you know, is it? Well, just, I'm not going to answer. Why do you think that is? They win. And that's what I definitely <laughs> thought it was. That's it. That's it, huh? Winning games. Winning games, from a young age, all I've learned is try and win the game. Win the game. Win the game at all costs. Win the game. Mm-hmm. Because winning the game betters your team. It betters yeah. yourself. When you try that hard and you, and you fail, that, me- that leads for improvement. You know, there's always ways to improve. But if you give it your all and it just wasn't good enough, you know you have to be better the next time. And it gives you that drive to want to Every single time. You win games, fans show up. You win games, sponsors are there. You win games, people want to talk to you. No, so there's that. always there's always a I guess a, a novice argument, U.S. wise, to say if the U.S. had our best athletes playing soccer, we would be better internationally. You have a unique perspective where you grew up internationally and now you play in the U.S. Do you see that, or is that just is that a is that a theory that's legit to you, or is that just just talk? Uh, over time, the U.S. will be one of the best teams. Over I guarantee time. you. Really? I guarantee you. Okay. Because the amount of funding they have here for the kids to play, the amount of uh, people, the population of the U.S. Mm-hmm. is greater than a lot of Europe. Sure. So 
you're able to pull all these kids together, all 336 million of people that live in the U.S., let's say half are kids, and let's say half of that plays soccer. That's 90 million people, 90 million kids for them to register, yeah. to look at, right. to bring through the academies. Get them involved. They, don't have, they don't have 90 million kids in England. Wow. You know, so over time, my kids are going to play. Maybe your kids are going to play. Mm -hmm. You know, you just had a baby. Maybe yeah. your kids going to play. Just so <laughs> then they're just going to, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. They're just yeah. going to learn it. They're going to enjoy it. They're going to propel in it, you know. So. Okay. And then these teams are definitely helping too, right? Like, I mean, we just got the lights, right? But all these major cities are, or at least metropolitan cities are saying, yo, I want a soccer team because they, they see the growth, the excitement of it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, ours is <laughs> on another level of excitement. But, yeah, I think that helps as well. Definitely. Um, who would you play for, seeing you've been a lot of places, who would your national team be if you went and played, like, like a World Cup or whatever? Canada. It would be Canada? Canada. How is that? Do you get to decide that, or is it like a residency thing that decides that? So you have to be a resident of the country you play for. So I'm dual citizen. Okay. England and Canada. England's national team, they have players from Manchester United, you know. They have gotcha. players from Man City. Uh-huh. You know, it's a different level at the time. You just have to be real, you know, being real. is That's one of the hardest uh, pills to swallow. Uh-huh. But being real with yourself is most important. <laughs> so there's a greater chance for me to play for Canadian national team. I'm in the pool. You know, I'm right yeah. there. I'm looking to have a great year this year. Yeah. Say I ball out, five assists, t five goals, ten assists. I get a call. I'm right there. There you go. I'm playing with the kid that plays for Bayern Munich and plays overseas, and that's that's the goal. You, you can never sell yourself short. You put those goals all the way up there, and then the furthest you go, oh. you know. Shooting for him. Always. I love it. your shot. You got to shoot your shot. So I'm bringing this up for two reasons because I like to get a reaction out of my co-host. Um, has CTE been an issue or do you think about that in soccer? Oh, that's a great question. I had a concussion. I was out for four months. What? Yeah. Yeah. I believe in it. Like once people get hit in the head I, and they don't feel right, they should always, it's always an issue. And just be extra precautious, huh? Extra precautious. I played another four minutes, five minutes, and I knew something was wrong. I couldn't, I don't know what was going on, but <laughs> my legs were going this way and my head was going this way, you know? And oh. I, I couldn't recover after one month. And they're like, are you okay? You know, I was just like, I'm not the same. You know, light was too bright for right, me. Yeah. Noises were too loud. At, at some points, I didn't feel like things were real. Uh -huh. That was how bad my concussion was. This was from just colliding heads with? I got kicked in the head. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I was out for almost four months. My la my game back was four months. So, Damn. yeah, it was a long time. Yeah, that's a sensitive subject. So, so CTE <laughs> is huge, yeah. Cause, and, and I know they're worried about it in youth as well, too, right? Because like, I think, I don't know if they changed it, but there was even talk about taking a heading out of the, the youth game. They did that. Did they end up doing yeah, they it? they did that. Hey. I'm not. I'm not for that, though. Because you feel that uh, it's a lack of a skill, right? It's Correct. a muscle that they're not Correct. practicing. And Correct. Plus, the development of your brain is not impacted by you heading the ball, I don't believe. Okay. 
I believe that I'm a smart kid. I had the ball how many times, you know? So <laughs> it's just obviously there's more studies than I have. Don't don't take me as a physician or a doctor or anything, but I think it is a skill that you lack. Heading is huge as a defender, as a striker, whatever it is. It's a necessary skill. Necessary. You wow. have to practice heading. I practice heading all the time. You have to. So that's that's a legit fundamental that's taken out of the game. Yes. Yeah. That's like Ah, uh, George, your left foot, you can't use your left foot anymore. You have to use your right. <laughs> Just hang up my boots and then I'm done for the year. You'll be peg-legging it. I ain't going to get it, huh? Yeah. Wow. Did you want to ask him what he, his thoughts about CT? Or? Yeah, let me hear. Uh, I, I mean, I, th- uh, <laughs> I, think it's, I, think it's, I think it's real, to your point. I, however... <laughs> I think there's other emotional things that go into Quan, you some, let kind, him of, slide some kind of traumas like that. So that's just that's just the way I think about it, man. So. And you grew up playing football? I grew up playing football. Will you let your kid play football? I mean, if mine wanted to play <laughs> middle linebacker, <laughs> I definitely nah, – no, I will. Because to your point, I think sports, there's a, there's a foundation uh, that you learn from team sports. Yeah. You learn how to win. You learn how to compete. I think you can do that in football. If she wanted to play soccer, I think she can do that. If she wanted to hoop, I think I just think sports is necessary in overall development. So yeah, if she wanted to play middle linebacker, she gonna play middle. Linebacker. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if my wife would agree with that. All right. All right, man. So we want to kind of get into the winner's circle, man. This is your platform where we talk about uh, what you got going on and also like the next step, right? The evolution. And we talked a little bit about training, but um, I want to start on the, the process we opened up. Um, you know, you asked that question and you, you've hit on it a few times um, as we talked about it. And, you know, the, the video goes is how you can become great. Where did that come from other than, you know, being a part of ingrained and how you've developed and how you want to grow? But just the, 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 um, the reason and the mindset for doing this video series. Um, at the time, I've been thinking about putting out some more content, you know. Okay. Uh, people always ask me what's going on in my life. And... I just say, you know, usual, the usual, just hanging out, you know. But my usual is not your usual, EJ. Mm -hmm. It's not your usual, you know. So when I say my usual, it means waking up at 6, working out, reading, you know, and and training. But your usual is waking up, taking care of your baby, (laughs) you know, eating lunch when you can, getting a nap when you can, important things, you know, different lifestyles. And waking up again. (laughs) Hey, you got to get that second nap in sometimes, I feel I'll like. try, man. <laughs> Pray for me. So, what's the, and, and I think that goes back to the thing where uh, Miles brought up is the branding, right? That's something that you, that not only you, but a lot of athletes are doing. And I do think that helps not only their brand, but it helps the sport. Because I think a lot of people, um, they like to connect. Yeah. If they get that connection, it just ingratiates them closer into what you're doing in the whole sport. What's the like the journey going to be is it going to be following you the whole season or is it only be like sections you know how many you going to drop what what's the without giving us the whole you know i know you're trying to keep some of it a little secret or whatever um yeah great question we actually just uh my boy connor uh videographer Mm -hmm. photographer we actually just uh filmed a new one okay over over the corona break uh, we're staying busy. Okay. Um, when's, that, when's that release going to come out? Maybe in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> just, yeah, just wait on it. We're we're, we're almost there. Okay. Uh-huh. So it's just uh, going around Vegas, um, my new home, walking through it, 
you know it's uh it's quiet oh, it's different it's definitely it's different but it's a journey throughout the whole of vegas you know it's uh showcasing a little bit of soccer here a little bit of nature here it's uh yeah it's gonna be a good one i like it man keep dropping and let us get these exclusives man we, please yeah. do yeah that's the first time nobody yeah. else knows about it okay we i barely even it. told my girlfriend oh. we appreciate <laughs> it. black and sports exclusive yeah black and sports. you heard it here first baby yeah. and that's what she get for taking your 20 bucks <laughs> Facts. so you kind of a a, a fashion fashion guy how'd you get into that world is it always been you've always been a fashion guy or is that how you've been in yeah my mom she um mm, okay. she can't ever leave the house looking like a scrub <laughs> you can't you have to take a shower you know wash your face brush your yeah. teeth put on some clothes that are presentable mm-hmm. doesn't matter what it is <laughs> i got some sweatpants but them things skinny with the, <laughs> i wear them with the yeezys you know with the white tees they look all right so when i go outside so you always have to look presentable and um you dress for the job that you want to have, not the job that you have. Mm, that's big time. So I'm a soccer player, but I'm not going to be a soccer player forever. Okay. You know, so. Athlete and. Right. That's right. Right. So that's that's about, that's that's part of building your brand. Yes. Is the fashion icon to it. Definitely. Uh, clothes. I love clothes. Um, shoes. I love shoes. Do it here with this guy. Yeah, I'm a shoe head myself. Yeah. I try. Yeah. I might not be on your level, but I, I try. Well, I got rid of a lot, so. Well, we got what, si- what size you wear? Since you just get rid size. of yours. <laughs> right, there you go. <laughs> My you question gotta, is, what size are you? Man, you got to get your own. <laughs> My size. My size, brother. Right. So I like your logo. Yeah. How did the logo develop? The logo is sweet. I like I that, I appreciate man. you. No, it's yeah. good stuff. So the logo came about, I was sitting in the locker room actually here, and I was like, having this brand i'm doing this video we're shooting it what is my identity what should be my logo what is jordan morale's brand and then i was sitting there thinking about it, i pondered on it for a few days um i realized i'm a businessman i'm an athlete but i'm a businessman i'm all about that business first um the reason why i'm reading so much is so i can create generational wealth for my kids Ooh, you know i want to leave my kids with something. I can't leave them shoes and clothes and <laughs> cards. Well, of course you can't. Yeah, but right. But these these assets will bring them money mm-hmm. and they'll bring their kids money. Mm. You know, I, I haven't been fortunate enough to get that, but that is the goal for my family. I love it. So as a business, you talk about the, was it the UVU soccer training? Yeah. So that's taken it like your love because you've talked about your passion. And I think, you know, on the the volume one of the process you actually show yourself going out working with a little kid so now this the soccer training on a platform and it looks like you got your your, your good friend Skyler yeah. so how did that come across or, or, or come to I mean it's taking your passion but just get into that a little bit Sky and I have been uh, friends for almost 11 years now nice so we went to school together at uh, Syracuse, at Syracuse. Mm-hmm. I actually met him in Costa Rica which was the most randomest thing ever uh, met him at the national team in Costa Rica, and he said that he was going to Syracuse. I said, oh, I'm going to Syracuse. And then three months later, it turns out he lives 15 minutes down the road. So <laughs> fast forward 11 years, our parents are best friends. We're wow. best friends. Oh, wow. You know, my parents have a business together. We have business together. Um, so oh, That's super dope. Yeah. So tell us about the platform. UVU um, was a platform that we built. So it's a soccer development program. 
okay. for kids from four to four to eighteen. Uh, we're bringing it down here to Vegas, looking for a rebrand coming soon. Okay, uh, we're coming up with that. Um, again, kids from four to eighteen doesn't matter if you're a beginner or an expert. Everybody can learn something. I'm I'm still looking to learn every day. Right, and um, it's all about me and you, hands-on tr- coaching, different techniques, uh, different skills, whether it's running, uh, passing, dribbling, heading. We are able to develop that. We are able to deliver this execution to get you to the next level. I like it. And is it a series or is it like, you know, I'm thinking about camps like football camps. You have a one-day to a three-day camp. You know, basketball could be, the, you know, the same series. Is that what you guys are looking to structure? So right now we're, we're focusing on the individual development. Uh-huh. We are going to implement camps coming up soon. Okay. Um, camps will come in up. The camps are very hot right now. It's summertime. It can't be outside of 110 right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can't be outside of 110 <laughs> right now. More you, like, you don't have to take them indoors, your right. favorite. <laughs> right. I can't do that to them. I can't do that to them. So, yeah, come in um, this fall, there will be some camps coming up with the rebrand. I'll, I'll let you guys wait on that one. Another exclusive. Oh, Come yeah. on, let's just drop it. Pew, pew, My pew. Yeah. I like this. All right. Um, what's next, right? Like, do you have, I mean, continuing the business. I know that's going to evolve and, and, and you know, you, you got some stuff coming up here. But from the playing aspect, you know, is MLS, you know, something that, you know, you're working towards still or, or what you got with that? Always. Awesome. Um, developing myself every day. As I said, I wake up early and I, and I look to train. And I train. I'll come back. And then I'll lift. You know, there's it has to be a regiment. You have to keep it wanting to improve. Other people are out there wanting to improve. So does that mean they're going to be better than me? There's no way. No one's going to outwork me. I want to work harder than the next person. You and me run. I'm going to run till I can't run anymore, you know? <laughs> the Will Smith, right? right. right. Somebody's going to die on the treadmill. Right. So it's either you or me. And God knows. God knows <laughs> I'm going to try my best to be, to be me. So... Yeah, MLS would be a dream. Imagine MLS in Vegas playing at, let's say, Allianz. I, oh, yeah. I, I think about it every time I drive by. Every time I look at it, I'm like, I could play there. I'm nice. playing MLS there. We're going to get there, man. Yeah. We're going to get there. Yeah. My team would be definitely dope. Um, what is, like, the process to do that? Do you have a personal trainer or are you just training yourself? Because, like, you know, that's the thing you said you're still learning today. Yeah. And in a lot of things in life, you know, we've all had an athletic background and when you want to reach that next level, sometimes a coach is needed. So are you, you know, do you think about that or, or as far as your development? Yeah. Um, so far, Eric Winalda and the guys at uh, Las Vegas Lights have been incredible. Wow, okay. They've been incredible. Um, Eric Winalda taught me things in those short two months right. that I haven't learned yet. And wow. every time we go out to training, he's always there. He's always willing to help. He doesn't mind staying behind whether you're a rookie or a vet, scary to say that I'm a vet, but, <laughs> but you are happens. a vet. Yeah, there it yeah. is. Rookie or a vet, he'll he's willing to to help you out. And whether it's little techniques or if it's big things in the game, he'll sit you down in his office. He'll run video. If you want to go out and train, he'll bring you out and train. So he's been fantastic. And I also got to give out shout out to uh, Julian Portugal, Portugal Sports Academy. Okay, great training. Soccer training in there. Here in town. Weights here in town. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he's fantastic. He's right. he's pushed me different ways. I worked out many times in my life. Sure. Nothing like he does. He he is going to propel me to MLS. So what can we expect when we when we when we kick off the season? We get past this. 
what can we expect from Jordan? Depends what aspect you're asking. What's some goals you set for yeah. yourself? Uh, big goals. So playing is playing in 95% of the games at Las Vegas Lights, 5% just in case, you know, you never know. Right. Um, for myself, um, with the with the business, with the training, training's going to propel. Right now I'm at sitting at 15 kids by the end of the year. I'm looking to have 100, uh, whether it's 100 through the camp, mm -hmm. uh, 100 through consistent training, weekly training. I have kids that come out twice a week, three times a week that are wanting to train and, and exponentially better from the first week wow. I've seen them. Okay. So, so you train during season too. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's big time. That's man. really big to give up yourself like that. Yep. Kudos to you, family. Appreciate Pre that. No, we appreciate that. That's, yeah, that's dope. Not selfish. Yeah. So um we're getting to the end, man. It's getting close and this is the uh part of the show we like to call the assist. And in the assist, even though you've been doing it all throughout the show, um, we call it the assist to where you can either give us um your mantra, things you live by, um, an inspirational quote. Or just something that you want to leave the listeners with? Wow. Um, I don't really have a mantra. But I do wake up and think, what can I do to be better today? Honestly. I say, how can I be the best in what I want to do? I think, as I said before, I want to leave my kids with something. Whether it's a great last name, Morel. And everybody knows Morel, you know? Whether it's the business that I make whether it's the soccer pictures and memorabilia, whether it's things for them to have, tangible things. I want my brand at JM, Jordan Morrell, to be well-known. I love it. Getting better every day. 1 every better. single day. 1% better. There it is. Well, this is a little something different. I mean, you know, I think it would behoove us, Black and Sports, not to speak about, like, the, the real epic tragedy um, that happened with, the, you know, George Floyd. Um, that was crazy. I mean, before we get into that, or, or just really not getting into that, but have you ever experienced, like, serious racism going through your kind of journey? Because, I mean, you've been in some different places, and, you know, a lot of those things because of, you know, you're very educated when you're getting skipped up, right? You're very talented. Um, you look different, you know. Have you experienced any of those kind of issues going through your process up to now? Yeah, let's just take a second mm -hmm. because that, even just thinking about the video, that's that's crazy. To, to think that this is still going on in the world today is, is mad. Um, as a society, as humans, we have to be better to each other, regardless of the color of the skin, right. regardless of what language you speak. We are all people. Humans, like you said. We are all human beings. You can help me. I can help you. We are all one family. If you really bury it down, we are one family. We have to take care of each other, you know? So um, going back to what you said, have I, have I come across it? Yeah, probably. Um, I can't think of any right now, mm -hmm. which is a good thing. Mm -hmm. But um, usually you just have to, these days it's, it's crazy you really it just is. have to try and record it honestly is as bad as this sounds you know it's changing a lot uh, am i safe to drive my car at nighttime am i safe are you safe are you safe and it's a scary thing it's scary is. and it's just you know like you said we we all boil down to the human thing so you know we hopefully um can get everybody that awareness of this because yeah. it's like you said it's still happening 
I've I've heard and, and, and correct me if I'm wrong that you know kind of race is kind of viewed different in Canada than it is obviously here in America. We have some kind of blockage with that. Is that true or is that just hearsay? Because we hear that. Like I've heard that too, and that's kind of that was one of the questions I had earlier. But you know, this is the perfect time for it. But we hear that like it's not as severe as it is in the U.S. Yeah, they don't look at it differently. They look at it differently. Right. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, racism is different in Canada. I haven't really uh, noticed it, you know. So, but what I do notice is that in Canada, let's say Toronto, where I live, it is so diverse. Yeah. yeah. So diverse. That is the number one thing. Like, there are very few seventh generation Canadians, uh, fourth generation Canadians. Mm. There are a lot of first and second generation. Okay. So Got you. Okay. when I ask you where are you from, you'll tell me where your parents are from. You'll say, I'm from Italy. I'm from England. I'm from Saudi Arabia. You'll say from all these places. And it comes up so often. I'm from this place. Hmm. Here in the U.S., you're labeled. You're black, African-American. You're white. You're Latino. You're non-Latino. You know what I mean? Right. So in Canada, you have... You're, you, they still have their culture from their, their home from country. Right. Yeah. Nice. So it's still growing. So everybody's growing there together. Don't get me wrong. There's still racism everywhere. And it needs to be cut out because, we're, again, we're all the same people just from different places. All right. You know, mm-hmm. if I didn't move to Canada, I didn't move to U.S., I would never have met you guys. You know, but we're all still family. All right. So. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing, you guys, you know, on that, man. So, hey, amazing show, man. Really enjoyed having you here, so we want to thank our guests and um, also just want to thank the people, you guys, for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, please follow us on Black and Sports. Uh, we're on all platforms, so IG, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, and just give us feedback. What did you think of the show? Who you'd like to hear on the show? And, and just your thoughts. Uh, please hit that subscribe button if you're on YouTube and check us out on um, all plat- podcast platforms. And just know uh, we have some additional stuff in the locker room, so make sure you check that out. And I'm rooting for you. Screaming, all us blacks got is sports and entertainment until we even. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. 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 Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spat bouts and racks on handmade new rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. I'm sorry, everybody from sports to college class.